guys, first and foremost, I want to thank you for listening to the Inside Out Group podcast. And our hope is that you really are able to transform and redefine your culture from the inside out. Real quick, before we dive into today's topic, I want to tell you about an event that City Church is holding in October uh, on Friday, the 12th at 7 p.m. We are going to be doing a citywide or really capital region wide night of worship where we're inviting all the churches from the capital region to come together. With this, we're going to be bringing in Mac Brock, who was formerly um, one of the leaders and songwriters for Elevation Church, who's now gone out on his own and is doing an incredible job to, to join the City Church worship team to be leading it that night. But it gets better. On top of unifying the church and just making Jesus famous in the capital region, we also want to honor the pastors in the capital region. And so if you're a pastor, send us an email at info at citychurchalbany.com or podcast at insideoutgroup.org and let us know that you're interested in this. What we want to do for you is we want to send you an RSVP invitation for you to come to a pastor appreciation dinner. We want to honor the men and women who are building the kingdom of God in the capital region and really in the Northeast and thank you for your service to the kingdom of God. Uh, There's zero strings attached. There's not going to be any marketing scheme or presentation. It isn't going to be one of those things where you go in and we try to sell you a fire extinguisher. It is literally just a thank you dinner and just honoring you for what God is doing in and through your ministry. Also, if you're a worship leader or you have a worship leader on your team, we want to invite you to a special Q&A session with Mac Brock that's going to be facilitated by our worship team. It's going to be an opportunity for you to be able to meet him, ask him questions, and just learn more about his music writing and worship leading process. Then for that night, on top of all of that, we want to be able to give back to our community. So the event is 100% free. City Church is taking care of the entire cost of it. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking up a special love offering that night. And 100% of the funds that come in from this night of worship is going to go back into two particular nonprofits that we will be releasing at a later date to go back into the community of Albany to help with the homeless and to help with foster care. And so we're extremely pumped up about it. Again, this is October 12th at 7 p.m. at the Washington Armory in downtown Albany, New York. And we would love for you, your team, and your church to come be a part of this historical night of worship. Today, we're going to be talking about people leaving your church, your organization, and how properly to say goodbye. You have me, Nathan Westfall, your host, and we have with us Michael Moore. Howdy. No, we just... I can't believe you said howdy. <laughs> say anything else other than howdy. Hello? There you go. <laughs> Are you going to restart Just be this? normal. No. Okay. I don't say howdy to everyone. I say, what's up? Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. So, How's everyone Mike. Doing? Yeah. Mike. So City Church has gone through several changes, and I think several changes is probably an understatement for the number of changes we've been through. Um, this includes people who attend, serve, um, lead, you know, you name it. Uh, talk to us about some of the changes that uh, you've had to experience with people leaving, no matter the level. Well, first and foremost is, and I've said this in a previous podcast, the people you start with are not going to be the people that you end with. Now, obviously, we're not at the end, but... I really do think that you have a pre-launch team, you have a launch team, and then you have a post-launch team. And around the post-launch team, you're going to actually see who your team is. Some people will stick out. Some people won't. 
But within our context, just to be completely transparent mm-hmm. with you, and this podcast actually is it's it was sent in by someone who asked us to talk about this. This is this is a difficult topic for me. It really is. We've we've had people who I've been extremely close to who have had to leave because of uh, job situations or because mm-hmm. of God moving them in, in a different direction. We've had people who have gotten extremely offended with me and who have also had to leave. I've had great relationships with people that have completely fallen apart right. over uh, them leaving the church, uh, leaving the organization, but in our context, leaving the church. And so we've experienced a lot of changes. I'll say this, every change you're going to end up losing people. Bottom line. Yeah. Can't avoid it. No, you can't. And it's one of those things. And I've said this before, pain in the context of leadership is going to be your best friend. You're going to experience pain. Mm-hmm. And I'll definitely dive into this more as, as we go on today. Cool. Um, so what do you do when someone leaves and it's, um, we'll start with the bad one when it's not a good reason to leave. Right. So what do you do in that case? Uh, I think that the best thing that you can do and just being just, I mean, again, here we go. We've had people that have left the church that have left because of wrong reasons Mm -hmm. who have been frustrated with me angry because something didn't go the way angry because they didn't get get what they wanted it was just it was a bad relationship a bad scenario that ended up developing essentially and so our response has always been uh and will always be to look to the scriptures whenever someone leaves and to honor them the best way that you scripturally can which is extremely difficult and and hear me out Whenever you have someone who you've done life with for years and they leave over issues in the church, and I'm not talking about a year or two years, I'm talking about someone who is extremely close to you mm-hmm. and they've done life with you, they've bled with you, they've cried with you, they've experienced things and just things didn't fall the way that you wanted them to fall. Yep. Uh, it's it's hard because it's easy to take things personal, which it I, th- I think it's right that you do take things personal. If you don't take it personal, then there's, I would I would say, probably need to check your position as a pastor or a church planner, but um, you take things personal and you have to walk through them leaving. You have to walk through the pain. And the best thing that you can do is to honor them as a person, as a brother and sister in Christ and to support whatever it is, uh, maybe not financially supporting them, but uh, support them through prayer, support them through encouragement and publicly support them as well. And so some of the things we've done whenever people have left, whether it's um, a resignation, whether it is a job change, whether mm-hmm. it's a falling out and they've said, Hey, I feel led to go to X, Y, Z church because of ABC that happened here. Uh, we've gotten on stage and, uh, for the most part, I wouldn't say all the time, but for the most part, we have been like, here's why they're leaving. Here's what's going on. We bless them. Yeah, we honor them yep. And, um, and, and we want to see them do well. Yep. So, uh, it's hard. It's yeah, definitely hard. For sure. Definitely hard. I'll get yeah. to that in a, in a minute. Yeah. So I think it definitely is. I, when someone doesn't leave for a good reason, um, and good reason not being like the church is something wrong. Good reason being like, uh, you know, it's a it's a personal reason why they left. It's not. Uh, I mean, it's a whole different conversation if the church did something wrong. But we're talking, you know, the person leaves for the wrong reason. Right. Right. I just want to and, emphasize that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think honestly, if you look at First Peter five, uh, Peter lays out the. Um, requirements of an elder and how the elder is supposed to shepherd the flock and and stuff like that and so uh and and this was this was spoken to me and it's really stuck with me over the years 
Uh, it is not my responsibility to be the voice of God for somebody else. And hear yep. this out. If you are a pastor, if you are a church planner, if you're in church leadership at all, it is not you are biblically incorrect if you go to someone who said God is leading me to ABC Church and you go to them and you say, God told me, no, you're not supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You are biblically out of line. You are not the mouthpiece for God in this scenario. Everyone here, it is a, a vertical relationship that we have, and they can hear from God just as much as you can. And more times than not, I've seen that whenever people end up leaving a church because God is bringing them somewhere else and the relationship does fall apart, and then someone steps in and says, well, God has told me you're not supposed to go. God has told me this, um, whatever it may be, X, Y, and Z. It's usually a lot of personal uh, motive attached to that that leads into a, a bloody mess and a lot of hurt relationships. Yeah. It's not, it's not your place. Bottom line, it's not your place. If someone's yeah. going to leave, good or bad, yeah. bless them. Yeah. No, for sure. Do you want to take a second to see if Charlie's okay? He's being a lot. No, it's Jax. Oh, it it's is the Jax. wind. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure before we keep going. Yeah. No. Okay. I don't. It's not video. I don't need you. To oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just need another two seconds. How, so, how do you manage people um, who leave the church who are close to you as a leader? Right. So, maybe, I mean, there's not saying that it's upsetting when anyone leaves, right? But I mean, when someone who's especially like maybe they were uh, a coordinator, maybe they were on leadership staff, maybe they were actually staff. How do you? How do you deal with uh, or manage people who leave in that aspect? Not even me even go one step further and not even be, how do you manage it internally when someone leaves? Because obviously that's a little bit of a blow when someone like that leaves. But how do you manage it? Because now you have to fill that gap. Yeah. So uh, first off, if you're just trying to fill a gap, whenever someone leaves, if you're just trying to fill a gap, I think that that's shortcoming the position that they were holding mm-hmm. and ultimately saying that they weren't as valued as they could have been. Yeah, um, and so if you, so for, for instance, we recently had a host team director leave. We're now five months into it. We've not filled that host team director position. Reason being, we want to make sure we have the right person in place. Yeah. Right. And so we can't emphasize about, that enough. Yeah. You need to have the right person in place. And the reason we want to have the right person in place is I don't want to, and I don't want the church to experience the suffering. If we get the wrong person in and a, they have to be removed or b they remove themselves because it just isn't a right fit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so again, this goes back to the slow to hire, quick to fire type thing. Yep. So the other, the other aspect of that, what man, whenever someone leaves and they're close to you, just talking from a personal standpoint, it's going to be hard. Uh, you're, you're, whether it's good or bad, you're gonna, you need to shed some tears and there's, it's, it's like a relationship. I don't want to go as far as saying it's like a marriage cause that's, that's a little weird, but, yeah. but, uh, but it's like a relationship. I mean, if you have someone that you've been best friends with for a decade and they end up saying, Hey, I don't support the vision of the church or the mission of the church. And we're going to end up pulling out. Um, you need to let them go. And whenever they, whenever they leave, you need to give them space to be able to go through the process and you need to have space as well to be able to go through the process. And I think that's been one of the things that I've had to learn over the past couple of years is I've had a lot of good friends who have left great friends, my best friends who have left the church to go pursue other things that they felt like God was calling them to. Yep. Um, and so as a leader, uh, we publicly want to praise people, uh, privately. I think that it's important for you to be able to mourn them leaving and, mm-hmm. um, celebrate them 
and and let them leave on good terms as much as possible, but also take time for you personally uh, to to be able to walk through it to be able to walk through it. And yeah, I, I yeah. So we'll we'll get to some other stuff in a minute. But go yeah. ahead. So so with all that, so when's when's the right time to say goodbye? Right? You talked about um, you both have to go through the process, which I totally agree with. Right? So you're everyone's going to deal with it in their own way and it's all going to be healthy. It's all going to be a good thing if done right. So when is it the the right time to say goodbye? I think it depends on the scenario. If it's someone who's leaving, um, so if it's someone who's leaving because they're disgruntled with the church, I would say as soon as possible is the right time to say goodbye. Um, and if it's one of those things where it's a lot of discord, I wouldn't necessarily praise them from the stage, but I would personally praise them. Hey, thank you for your time serving here. We appreciate what you've done. Uh, we want you to know you are blessed, you are released to go pursue whatever it is that God's calling them to do, whether it's missions, another church, whatever. Yep. Uh, in other instances, I think that you'll know whenever it's the right time. And so I'll just give you this scenario. Colin Limes, who is still our CFO for the church, yep. uh, him and his wife, Amy, were heavily involved in our church. And he prepped me about a year before he started leaving. Or That sounds bad. He wasn't planning on leaving within that year, but he prepped me and said, hey, I'm looking for jobs. I'm going to try to pass this test for, for medical. I and mean, if I pass this test, I'm going to try to look for some different jobs that are closer to our family. He passed the test. Two weeks later, he got a job offer. But it was one of those things where he prepped me. I knew that he was going to be leaving. Um, and, and literally, uh, not to get super spiritual here, but I had this dream or this impression that while we were at a conference together, he was going to end up getting a call and getting offered a job. And that's literally exactly what happened. And so we were able to celebrate together. And the, the way that we said goodbye uh, is we sat down with him and said, like, all right, here's when you're leaving. Uh, here's what's going on. And uh, let's pull you up on stage. And actually, I, I do think that this is God that kind of planned it all out. Is we were we were in a series in Colossians, and the yeah, week, that's right. yep, the week that we were talking about gospel goodbyes, which we'll talk about in a minute, was the week, his last week with us. And mm-hmm. so that was one of those where he left. It wasn't a bad leaving. It was a hard. It was hard to say goodbye, uh, but it was a good thing. Yep. With other people, uh, if it's a disgruntled staff member. Um, I, I think that ultimately you're gonna know. And I, I think that you know probably before you've actually pulled the trigger on on saying goodbye to them. And so I would say if, if someone's gonna leave, you know that they're gonna leave because of vision issues, mission, core values. Yep. Quicker quicker to say goodbye. Um, and I think it's gonna be better better for everyone with that. And so it, it's, it's hard, but it's definitely a case-by-case scenario with that. Yeah, I think so. And I think you covered the two extremes where the extreme of where they're, so far out of line, you got to do it like literally within the next hour and you, you know, don't do a, a public goodbye. And then the other extreme where it's a good goodbye and, you know, you've both been prepping for it for a while and it's just a, it's a hard leave, but by no means is it a leave that, uh, is, is bad in any means. So I think you did a good covering those two extremes because you can kind of, if you're, you're listening to this and thinking it through, you can kind of fill the gap in between, but those two extremes I think is the most you'll get on either side of the spectrum. Yeah, totally. totally. So, um, how does a, a leader emotionally handle with someone leading, you know, whether it's good or bad, I think we can all testify that we were all pretty emotionally wrecked when Colin left, which if you're listening, man, you should come back anytime soon. So yeah, there's still a spot for you. Back yeah. here, you, know? <laughs> you can come live with me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll make it work. <laughs> you too, Amy. You too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
So how uh, how how does a leader deal with that emotionally with someone leading? Because I mean, I mean, so I mean, there's the leader in terms of you know, if uh, I'm trying to think, if you know, if uh, someone on your staff were to leave, opposed to like even someone a couple of tiers down, if you're working with that other leader directly, how does that? affect you yeah so first and foremost i would say you need to as the leader whether you're in a hiring position or a senior leader whatever it may be you need to have yourself approachable Mm -hmm. uh for people especially in your your leadership team that are going to be leaving or thinking about leaving to where they can come and talk to you about this without feeling threatened that you're just going to let them go from their job that's good and so we had someone who uh she came to me and she was my assistant and she oversaw a host team and she said hey I just want to let you know I'm looking at applying for this job. It has more benefits. It's a little bit of a upscale in pay. And I think that it would be better for our family. She let me know that. And then she said, will you please be praying? And I told her, I hope that you get this uh, in order for this to be able to benefit you guys. And and, and I genuinely mean that. And so uh, with that, I think that you need to, first and foremost, you need to be, a, be approachable. When someone leaves, uh, whether it's a good, we'll start first off with a good. Uh, usually, with it with it being a good, there needs to be a healing process for that that person that's left because they're mm-hmm. usually going to be close to you. It's going to be someone that's a confidant to you, someone that you confide in, um, someone that you trust, and so there's going to be a void there uh, almost immediately once they leave. Yeah, and even so, even as a leader, not only do you have to deal with that void. Um, of them leaving, you know, that void within you. But if it's, if them working on a team, you have to leave, you have to also deal with the void that they left with maybe other people on your team. So you have to not only comfort yourself and them, you have to comfort other members of your team because of it. Yeah, most definitely. And, and here's something I would say, if someone's going to, if someone's going to be leaving and they're over a team, whether it's worship or host or whatever, let them tell their team before you tell the church. Yeah. Because if they show up on a Sunday, That's they great. find out that, Oh, Bob's leaving. Well, what the heck? Like yep. we hung out every other weekend as a family, they need to have that space to be able to tell other people that they're leaving and why they're leaving, especially if it's on, on a good terms. Uh, if it's on bad terms, I would say your response needs to be to do everything scripturally possible to make amends with them, to bring reconciliation, mm-hmm. uh, and, and ultimately to where you can, if you have to walk away, which I'll give you a scenario, if you have to walk away you can walk away knowing I did everything according to scripture to be able to make sure that there's nothing on us uh, or nothing on, on you as a leader uh, that that's going to come back. And so we, we recently with, I'd say recently within the past year, we had someone who left the church. I still don't know why they left the church, but they left the church, pulled out of everything, quit serving and um, reached out to them, no response, reached out to them. Oh, we'll, we'll meet with you, but it has to be a later date. There's a lot of stuff going on. Reached out to them again, no response, reached out to them. Oh, we're moving now, reached out to them. And then we heard rumors from other people in the church who this particular person ended up telling other people in the church why they left. And other people were coming up to us saying, Hey, why did you, why did this happen? And we were like, we have no idea what the crap you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And which then made the other person that was coming to us um, be like, oh, you don't know? Like, no, we, this is right. literally, this is the, the text message. This is the email thread right here. And so in that, in that type of scenario, and with this particular person, we, we have done everything scripturally and exhausted our resources to be able to extend an open arm to them, to be able to find out what it was that we did that caused an offense to be able to bring reconciliation with that. And, and 
you know, here we are almost a year later, still won't won't get a response back. And so that's one of those things where I think that as a leader, you need to extend every resource that you have to bring reconciliation. But then after that, um, that's all you can do. You know, that's all that you can do. And it's going to be painful to walk through. It's just as painful as leaving someone leaving who's close to you. You know, I, I don't know why they're offended. And yep. that bothers me because yep. if it's something that could be easily fixed, I want to fix it. Yep. You know? Yeah. No, I think that's good. Um, so with that, talk, talk to us a little bit about the difference between uh, a discord goodbye and a gospel goodbye. Yeah. So I think, I think Colin and Amy is a prime example yeah. of a, of a gospel. Great goodbye. Example. Uh, they had been praying. We had been praying for them, for them to pass their test. We knew wherever we knew that they were going to move and we knew that ultimately God was going to bring them to where it was that they needed to go. Uh, the first job he applied for was 30 minutes from where his family was, where her family was. And so we knew, uh, and, and even how that happened was just a freak scenario, how it happened. Yeah, it was, but, it was, yeah. but we knew that that was God lining them up for that position. And so that was one of those where in Colossians, even, even Paul ends up writing to the church in Colossae and he starts laying out, um, the goodbyes to people essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and how sometimes with the gospel goodbye, you're saying goodbye to a relationship for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ, or you're saying goodbye to uh, a friendship relationship, whatever it is to see the gospel advanced. And so let me just put this in very practical terms. Um, maybe easier for someone to understand. We recently, we branched out, went multi-site. There are 50 people. I don't see on a weekly basis who are highly involved in city church, highly involved, um, as leaders, uh, who are good friends of mine who I don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of those for the sake of the gospel, we're having to say goodbye to them, even though we're still a part of the same church, there is a grieving right. process that, right. that really the church ended up going through, uh, for the sake of, of the gospel. And so I would say that's a gospel goodbye. A, a discord goodbye ultimately is, is one of those where you've tried to bring reconciliation you've tried to fix anything that you've wronged and there's still no reconciliation. That's where I would say it's a discord. Okay. Um, yeah. With that. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, what would you say to someone or what would you say to, uh, encourage someone who is experiencing loss in the church currently from leaving people, whether it's another pastor, whether it's another leader, uh, maybe the leaders just has a lot of turnover in their team of volunteers. What would you say to someone who's experiencing such loss? So if you're experiencing a lot of turnover and volunteers and people just dropping out and not telling you why, I would raise the question, is it them or is it you? I would first and foremost. That's a tough question. That's a real tough question. And and you need to be honest with yourself because it's easy to point the finger at other people. It's much harder to point the finger at you and to do a self-examination, self-evaluation of whatever it is. And so... Uh, pastor that I know, pastor to church of 14,000 people, he lost 70 families uh, in the course of about a month to another church. And he picked up the phone and he called the other pastor and he's like, hey, Tom, made up name, but hey, Tom, uh, why, are, why are these people leaving our church? Oh, no, 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 pastor, I'm not trying to, you know, steal sheep or anything. You know, I'm not trying to that. He's like, no, I don't, I don't mind that they left, but why are they leaving the church so that we can fix it? And then he said, well, they're leaving the church because your kids ministry is overcrowded. Uh, your check-in process takes too long, blah, 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 all this stuff. 
is going on in the kids' ministry. And so one Sunday he wasn't preaching. He went down to the kids' ministry, walked in, and it was a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. That then led them to to build a $25 million facility, again, mega church, $25 million facility to be able to house the kids and to speed up the check-in process, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what happened with that, because he he looked at himself and said, what, are, what is it that we're doing wrong? Is it caused them to grow even more? And it caused the other church to grow even more because the other church grew because they got people that left, yep. but they grew because they were able to fix the problem. And so a lot of times it's easy to point the finger at volunteers, to point the people uh, finger at people who leave the church and just leave it at that. But if you never examine yourself, uh, I think that that's that's wrong, and you're doing yourself a discredit as as a as a key member or a key leader in your church. The other thing I would say, and Nathan, maybe you can speak to this uh, a little bit. I think it's easy for people to place a lot of personal responsibility on people in a church setting or in an organizational setting, with also having an emotional attachment to that. And I think that you need to define the people that you are going to have a lot of personal relationship with as well as church responsibility with and not place all of the responsibility on one person or all of your weight. And so you're someone that I've bared my soul with about some stuff. Um, And I think it's easy for me to place a lot of my personal junk on you with also having the same expectation in the church setting. But I know that you're obviously not as, um, I don't, I don't mean this in a rude way, but obviously uh, not as rude. like yeah. passionate yeah. about uh, ministry, full-time ministry, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. Full-time, full-time ministry yeah, as yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah. And so it's like, I bring ideas to you and you're like, that sounds stupid, you know? Yeah. And, and so I don't know. I just, I think a lot of it, if you want to add to this at all, I think, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I think, uh, I think, I think some of it's just, I, I think we have a, Oh, a, a weird situation at the most, right? So, like when I started City Church, almost I wouldn't. I'm not at the beginning, but almost, almost at the beginning of when when City Church started. You know, I was coming from another church because of other issues, which is another conversation. But uh, coming from another church, get involved with you guys right away. You and a couple other people who started City Church back in Jillian's, um, and back then it was just you know me doing what I can serving doing everything i can but even even so our relationship is i think morphed so much over the past six years where it was me serving because i love the church and doing all this stuff i still love the church but now we're family so you know what i mean so there's that whole other layer of our relationship that we have to to keep in mind where you know it's it's weird i see you on christmas like it's you know literally christmas yeah Day. it's right at your house you know so uh i think it's I think it's one of those things where I think we've gotten good at it. We've definitely had our downfalls with it. I mean, there's been times where we've been mad at each other or just, you know, not talking or whatever because it was us trying to figure out that balance between um, having a, a church relationship, having a, a family relationship. Just um, I think it I think it really is just a matter of uh, when we kept keeping that constant communication going to kind of just figuring it out together right because every situation isn't the same i'm I'm not going to try to give advice for you for someone else other than the fact that as long as you're keeping the conversation going that's the best you can do yeah and and i think with us um there's been times where you've been angry at me and Mm -hmm. i didn't know Mm -hmm. for months Mm -hmm. and then times where i've been angry with you and for months and you just didn't know but Um, once the communication started it was maybe a week and Perfect. Everything we're was, fine. Yeah, everything yep. and we fine. learn from it, hundred yeah. percent. And and so I think that that's 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 important. Also, like, 
I'll just say this. As a pastor, there are people that you need to just be friends with. Yeah. You, you need to be friends with, have zero expectation of them in ministry. Um, there are friends that were I was close to in ministry and that are no longer in ministry who now I'm just friends with them. Mm-hmm. And it's a much healthier relationship for us and them uh, than, than us being in ministry together because our life is, is easily consumed by ministry. Yeah. And I do think that there's people like you where we can have both, but we also... I know whenever I'm hanging out with you at my house or we're sitting out in the backyard on the patio grilling out, whatever it may be, um, whatever yeah. that, that, you know, uh, it's a different role and a different relationship than whenever we're serving in the church together. And yeah. I know I can talk to you about certain things privately that, um, and, and privately as far as personal stuff yep. where I can't talk about, you know, certain things in a, in a public setting or like there's, it's again, clarifying the roles and stuff. And so that I think has also helped with us. Um, but that hasn't always been like that. I've had people that have been extremely close to extremely. I mean, just to be transparent with you guys, every person we've started the church with has left the church mm-hmm. and some good, some bad. And, mm-hmm. and I had to ask myself, what is the good? Uh, what is the bad? What am I doing wrong as a leader? And some of it was stuff that I was doing wrong as a leader that yep. I had to go back and fix. And some of it was, no, God's just bringing them to a different direction. Yep. And I'm going to honor them and I'm going to support them. Even if I disagree with them, again, it's not my responsibility to play God in their life. I'm going to support them because they're my friend and they have an opportunity to be able to hear from God themselves. And sometimes that's harder. I can say that was harder when, when I left for a year. That yep. was that was the hardest one. So, why don't, so I know we're... we're we're almost out of time, but, mm-hmm. but let's, let's hit on this just for a second, because there was a season where you left, um, not for bad reasons at yeah, all. Yeah. Why yeah, don't, yeah. why don't, why don't you talk about that? So I think that was one of the things where it was, uh, so, you know, I started the church single, I ended up getting married. Uh, my wife, uh, ended up working at a, a different church at the time. So through, through prayer, through counseling for, through me and her talking as a family, we decided it was uh, the right decision to go to the other church at the time, right? That was a hard... <sighs> Just flip it up, flip it up, flip it up. There you go. Michael spilling water on his laptop. So if this recording gets mocked, I hope it is in the cloud as of this current moment. Whose is this? Is this yours? Oh, it's the baby stuff. Nice. Was that you? No, he knocked it up himself. Uh, I, I did. That was me. He got on my space bar. The rest was on the trackpad, yeah. Alright, well, I hope it doesn't leak in. You're so bored. We're almost done. Alright. Yeah, I'm going to start from when you asked the question. I'm going to give my answer again from the okay. beginning. Whenever you're good. Yeah, go ahead. Are you just laying? I'm not even going to ask you. Okay. We can you, hang out in a minute. Yeah, you're good. More fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I think one of that was the time where uh, you know being at the church for as long as I was and all that other stuff. Uh, I was single when I started. Ended up getting married. My wife worked at a, a different church at the time, and I think it was. Uh, we went through prayer, counseling, everything else, and we really just uh, decided that it was our time to go to the other church. You know, my family went there. Her family went there. As newlyweds, you're supposed to be with you know family, so it's kind of it kind of just it all worked out right it was definitely hard on me um just being involved in city church i didn't really want to go to this other church at the time it wasn't really something that was real exciting to me 
Um, but I knew it was the right thing to do. And I know you and I had a lot of conversations after that part where it was, uh, am I doing, you know, you questioned, uh, you know, am I doing this for the right reason? Is it really what God asked all the other stuff? And through that is even us talking about your answers tonight where it was, you know, uh, that wasn't your place to make that decision, right? Like no matter how hard it was, and I agree with you that it was hard. Like we had those conversations where it was, it was definitely hard, but it was one of those things that I think, uh, once you accepted it, it was a whole different light. And it's situations like that where it's almost harder for people leaving for a good reason rather than a bad reason. Yeah. And, and I, I remember specifically you telling me that that's what you guys were thinking. Me praying against it. Yep. Me praying against it. Uh, my wife comforting me. And then it was, you guys were leaning towards going over there. And I remember we, we, we brought you over Mm -hmm. and we cooked out and I said, all right, I have something to say. This Mm -hmm. is not a pastor. This is as a friend. This is my opinion, Mm -hmm. but we will support any decision that you guys make. And at the end of that conversation, I remember it was this awkward, like two or three minute silence. And then it was like, we really feel led to go there. And it was like, okay, then we support you. Yep. And a few weeks later, I think we prayed over you as, as a church. We yep. released you. We thanked you for what you did. And um, and you left. And we, we knew that you would come back. Uh, yeah, I think we all knew that in the back yeah. of our minds for sure. Yeah. But but it was one of those things where it was a six-month, nine-month, a year. I don't even think it was a full year. Yeah. Um, nine-month process, I think, mm-hmm. through it all. And, uh, and it was one of those things that, that we had to allow God to do and I had to not play God. Yep. Uh, but I had to respond emotionally in the most healthy way as a leader, but also as a friend where, yeah. And it definitely challenged all of us through totally. too. Like you can, you can totally look back at it now and see where we were in the beginning of that process, the end of the process and where we are now coming back to the church. Yeah, totally. And I think since then, because of that process, things have actually been stronger and healthier um, with you guys as well as, mm-hmm. as it is with us. And so that's, that's one of those things. And you know, if you're calling limes listening to this, I still believe you're yeah, gonna, man, coming back. not that bad. Yeah, it really isn't. <laughs> I mean, winter is like nine months out of the year right now, Yeah, but no, I'm joking, Colin. Um, but no, it, it is one of those things that I think sometimes there's a kingdom connection with people that even if you guys separate for a certain period, mm-hmm. uh, that's God allowing that to happen to be able to bring the sanctification to a different level. So, yeah. So leaving, leaving people, and I'll I'll just say this is closing. Anytime someone leaves, it's not easy. Uh, It's easy to take it personal. Sometimes you do need to take it personal. Sometimes you need to heal, but also you need to examine yourself. Um, especially if there is a, uh, exodus of people leaving your church, you need to really ask yourself, always be asking those questions. Is it, is this, are they leaving for the right reasons? Are they leaving because of vision issues or am I just being, a jerk as a pastor mm-hmm. or as a jerk as a leader, yeah. which has happened, I think, to almost every pastor out there. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, for everyone listening, you guys can visit us at uh, insideoutgroup.org. You can email us at podcast at insideoutgroup.org. Uh, we'd love to hear your questions. Uh, we'd be happy to talk to you about uh, what you're going through if someone in your your church, your leadership is leaving, You know whether it's good or bad. Um, just just to hear you and, and talk you through with it. Um, you can follow Mike at, at Mike Moore ALB on any social media platform. Uh, I don't think MySpace, though. I think that's the one where he's not on. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about MySpace. Yep. Owned by Justin 
Timberlake still? I don't know. Okay. Well, you can't find him there, so don't even bother. So, And then you can find him on his website, uh, therealmikemore.com. But that's all we have for this week, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you.